Vikings versus Seahawks GMG pregame show. Tonight, we have Drewster, the master of the bass guitar, and we have Rhino, straight from the beet fields of North Dakota, yeah. to join us to talk the Seattle Seahawks oh, and yeah. the Minnesota Vikings in prime time at Seattle for the 87th time in a row, the Vikings go and travel and we'll meet them. Now, obviously playing outdoors in prime time has not been good for the Vikings. I don't think Mike Zimmer has beat Pete Carroll in a regular season contest uh, since he's been here. But both teams have issues this season. Those issues tend to be that their defenses suck. Now, the question will be, how much of an improvement on a defensive side will be needed to make the difference against the offenses? But first, Drew, how are you doing today? Uh, doing better than I was yesterday. Uh, Why is that? The loss of Eddie Van Halen really hit me pretty hard. Uh, and I, you know, it was some of these guys, some of these musicians and athletes we knew when we were kids, they're part of our childhood. So, and I, I grew up with no father. So uh, my father wasn't in my life. And so you kind of use Bud Grant, Jimmy Page, Eddie Van Halen, you know, these kind of guys are kind of your role models. So after I heard about the news yesterday, it just got gloomier and gloomier. And it was like, yeah, I'm sitting with my wife going, this is really tough for me. So uh, a big loss, big loss in my life. But uh, it's good to be on with you guys. And this is part of uh, a move to the next day. And uh, Eddie will always be with us. His music will always be with us. And uh, it's good to see you guys again. And we got a win last week. We so did. Are, Speaking of which, we're off the schneid. Rhino, <laughs> we haven't heard from you. What did you think of that win against the Texans? Well, I mean, it, it's a step in the right direction. You know, I, Drew and I talk, both said this last week, you know, if we were going to get a win, the Texans were probably our best shot. And turns out after that, it was so bad that Bill O'Brien got fired, like leaving the stadium or whatever it was. He had, you know, being he was the coach and the GM, he had to call himself into his office and fire him, fire himself. And then he had to go to the owner's office and get fired a second time. So, who were the two guys on this show that called for that said the Vikings were going to win? Out of the four I, of us, I do believe that was you and me. I believe. Okay, it was. <laughs> get that straightened out right but, up front. I mean, you know, the defense made improvements. Um, I, I thought Gladney played a pretty good game. You know, he he got burned once or twice there deep, but you can't expect perfection out of him. I, you know, he but he's, he definitely. No, he definitely played a lot better. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson, you know, he 
balled out once again, you know, like we kind of talked about, you know, it's, he's, he's right there with the league leaders and receiving yards and everything now. And if, if we had played him the first two weeks, he'd be leading by a significant margin right now. You know, the offense looked better, you know, we, you know, Cousins didn't have any turnovers, which was a big thing. Flip, you know, I that, really like that one. Yeah. Well, the, and the one thing that, you know, when he threw that one to Rudy that that he one-hand catch and everything, that I mean, we were talking on our game feed, you know, it's how many of us thought that damn ball was going to be freaking picked off when he threw it off his back foot and just kind of alley-ooped it there. I'm like, he throws it, and I'm like, what the hell are you? Oh, hey, we caught it. Well, I thought he was throwing it out of bounds, and then I was instantly upset that it was landing in bounds and it was going to be intercepted. But thank God for yeah. Rudy and his hands. I mean, that, that guy make, is making acrobatic catches seem, uh, you know, almost commonplace. But Rhino, you know. Rhino, yeah. How much? How much are you thinking this was a well-deserved win, or how much of you is thinking it was the Texans and their sorry-ass team? Uh, that's a tough call. I mean, 50-50 at best, maybe. I'm not, you know. I mean, I don't want to downplay the victory, but the Texans no, I, are No, I don't, I don't either, but the Texans, you know, are a, or at least to this point, have been a flaming dumpster fire. Now, you know, firing the head coach after week four, maybe that lights a fire underneath them and they go on a run. You know, they've got, they've got talent on their team too, but. You know, Romeo Cornell was named their interim head coach. Right. You got, so, you got a 100-yard receiver, another 100-yard receiver, and a 100-yard rusher, and you have to squeak out the win. That's yeah. like it should be a 20-point victory, shouldn't it? I mean, if – yeah, but if the defense was playing up to snuff. And our issue, as well as Seattle's, is with the defense. We've got all those youngsters. We have all those starters that are out, and it – them learning and defense has been behind the league wide. There's only a few, sure. less than a handful that are doing well, and those are guys that have been around playing with each other for a long time, like the Steelers is one. But most of them are way behind, and scoring is way up, which right. has got the right. NFL mm-hmm. all excited because well, you know, the, the, the youngsters are walking into the fire this week. Oh, the yes, corners? they are. Yep. Woo! One of the highest rated, if not the highest rated, I brought up the numbers PFF, and I know how you guys feel. But Russell Wilson, I don't know if he's the number one ranked, but he's easily top three, and he's in the high 90s in his grades. He is unbelievable. He is a one-man show, and he can destroy a defense and a defensive backfield, and that does not bode well for Sunday night. No, I receiver. Still, man. <clears throat> but you know, with Wilson, you don't need PFF rankings or anything. Just to, I mean, the guy's playing like a freaking Madden game right now. I mean, he, you know, what do you have? Like, we had two two weeks in a row for sure that he threw five touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and there. he's up there for the all time record after four weeks. I think he's tied with Manning or close to Manning. Yeah, yeah, he you is, know, and then he is good. But it used to be with Seattle, you dealt with their running game, and of course Russell Wilson, and maybe one wideout. They got Metcalf, they got Lockett, and now they got this David Moore guy who's shredding. 
They got mm-hmm. three really good wide receivers. So the Vikings can't just blanket one guy. It's going to be no. They, this is a this is a big task, big tough. This to is going to be a man. team effort, and it's and it goes the the same way on the other side because um, the they have Jamal Adams out. They have a couple of their corners out, and they've been horrible on the defensive side, and they've been giving up as much points as. If not more, they've given up more explosive plays than. How are they four and zero? Because of Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson, they have the worst defense in the NFL statistically. They're last in overall defense. They're last in passing defense at four hundred yards a game, mm-hmm. and they're four and zero. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, that doesn't happen. That's really rare that you're last in the league in offense and you're four and zero. Or in no. defense, I mean, yeah, uh, that's what happens when you have an elite quarterback that has but the now it factor. Yeah, but now their run defense is pretty good, aren't they? Like top five in run defense? Something they're, like third. That? they're third in rushing defense. They give up 76 yards a game, but they give up 400 in the air. Okay, they give up 401 in the air every and on average. Kirk Cousins throws for 200. So 200-400. So you're figuring something's got to give in there. So if we can get maybe 300 yards in the middle, maybe we'll be okay. No. That's kind of what I was thinking also, Rhino. But yeah, they're third. They're third in rushing defense, but overall, they're last in the league. They've given up over nineteen hundred yards in four games. Yeah, which means we're probably. I mean, you know, Cook might have a little bit tougher sledding this week. We probably are going to have to air it out a little bit. Which means Jefferson, Thielen, and you know, I was listening to uh, Paul Allen's show here yesterday. I think when I was out running around in the truck, and he had. Uh, Kubiak on there, and they asked him about, you know, Irv Smith, and and Kubiak flat out said, "Yeah, I need to get him more involved." He's been playing with us for a year and a half, and he's got, I mean, <laughs> he's a damn good blocker, but we don't throw it to him. So I mean, he had what one target last yeah, week? But, yeah, but they were bringing him in to block to help with pass protection. Let me ask you guys this: Can the Vikings win if their running game gets shut down? Because I haven't seen them do it with the last two years. Well, this is interesting. I listened to the. Athletics Seahawks podcast today, right? And they had Arif Hassan on from the Viking side to talk the game. The Seahawks have prided themselves this season. They know their defense sucks and they've given up just gobs and gobs of yards in the air. But they've shut down most of the number one running backs and kept them under 100 yards. Now, your question is, can we win if Dalvin Cook is held under 100? And the answer to me is, is Kirk Cousins in God mode in October, and is he going to throw up, uh, you know, 50 passes? Is he going to throw up? Well, I throw up a work, too. But is he going to he throw like 50 he passes? Prime time, we're going to throw up. That makes me throw up. I mean, is, is he going to throw 50 passes? <laughs> He might have to. And he, can and, can he win might. a game? Can he win a game with it on his shoulders instead of having to have Cook carry his jock for him? That's my question because that's that's the game plan Seattle's going to have. They're going to put it all on Cousins. Not if it comes down to the last two minutes, which it looks like this game will be a shootout, and we expect high scoring. The over under is presently <laughs> almost fifty eight points. For the over under, well, yeah. Cook Cook is due there. 
2018, he had 55 rushing yards. Last year, he had 29 rushing yards against Seattle. Eight, 2018, he had 55 up in Seattle on a Sunday night game. And then last year on the Monday night game, he had 29. So he's had 84 rushing yards the last two times he's played Seattle. So if anybody's due for a big game against Seattle, it's probably Cook. But uh, they do shut down the run. So and it's pretty obvious if you're going up against the Vikings how to stop them offensively. They're going to put it all on Cousins. Can he get it done? Yeah. Drew. Converse, conversely, well, on what you were saying there, Drew, you know, they're shutting Cook down and that kind of stuff. I mean, we've had good defenses the last couple, three years when we face them, and we're still giving up 200 and some odd yards on the, like ground, on the ground to these guys. Now our rush defense is, what are, where are we, about 29th in rush, or 24th in rush defense. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. Two, two years ago, we gave up 214. And then they came in, we went up there last year, and they gave up 218. That's that's 400 plus. I mean, they did it to us twice in a row. So right. here's the thing that's kind of weird about the strategy on this one, guys, is if Carroll's smart, he's going to come right at Zimmer with the same kind of run it down your throat and win the game that way. But I've noticed with Seattle, they've changed their philosophy a little this year. Mm-hmm. And Carroll has changed his philosophy over, the, over what he's been doing the last six years. Carroll likes to run it 90% of the time carry the game, and then if he gets in trouble, he has Russ Wilson run around in the fourth quarter, make 100 plays, and pull the game out of his ass. That's what he does. This year, for some reason, either Carroll's been talked into it or he realized he needs to do this, they're cutting Wilson off the leash in the first quarter of these games. That's why he's putting up such such crazy – I mean, it's a smart idea. Why wouldn't you let Wilson just be himself, right? Right. But the proof is in the numbers. Seattle's rush offense is currently 17th, and they're usually top five or six. Well, they've so got, to run, they've right got one of their halfbacks out with a shoulder. They're, change, they're changing right. their philosophy and letting Wilson take off right the first quarter. They're not waiting. They're not waiting for that fourth quarter magic again. They're letting him just play, which is a smart thing. It doesn't bode well for us, but um, the Vikings have to put up. They're going to have to put up 35 or 40 points to win this. And if Cook can't do it, you're relying on Cousins to go off. Uh, and, and we're going, uh, we got two very, very good wide receivers to do that. Wide receiver three, Chad Beebe, Ola B.C. Johnson, who knows? Uh, B- well, we had two good wide receivers two years ago, and we didn't score until two minutes left of the game. We're shut out all, so it doesn't matter. We got two good wide receivers. You got to get them the fucking ball. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully, uh, Kubiak said something this week about he realized or saw something after the first two games, and he's like, oh, "No, I'm changing this up," and that's led to more production in the last two. Hopefully. He's seeing the same thing and looks at the specific Seahawks defense and how to defeat that. Because it's going to take, I've, like I talked to Drew earlier, I suspect this will be a 38-35 game. It'll yeah. be fun to watch. But, you know, I just hope that the Vikings have a two-touchdown lead going into the, you know, late in the fourth so we don't have to rely upon what? Kirk Cousins. Two touchdown lead late in the fourth. You drinking from the fountain of fucking Yukon Jack yourself? What's going on with you, dude? When, when the hell was the last time we had a two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter? 
The only thing we got going for us is the last two games in Seattle. I don't think they have near the defense they've had the last two years. No, they but don't. And last hurt. year, last year on that uh, Monday night game, the Vikings could only muster seventy-eight yards on the ground. So Seattle played them how they wanted to play them. They left it all up to Cousins, and he couldn't get it done. It was thirty-seven to thirty, but it still seemed like we lost by more. I mean, it seemed like we we're out of that game too. Yeah, because I think it was some of it was a little bit of garbage time points and stuff at the end that made it look a little closer, maybe, but. Yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a tough one, man. This is no, it's it's going to be a test. There's no fans there, right? That no, zero no. fans. So yeah, they, they don't have to worry about the twelfth man noise, right? Now the the maximum in Seattle, according to the local guy, was they can do up to like two hundred and fifty, and they're not even bothering with that. Be come zero. on, come up with your own thing. They stole that from Texas A and M. Get your own shit. <laughs> come on, Seattle twelfth man. That's not yours. Well, they, ca- they stole they, they it, they ca- and they then they the- copyrighted it. Yeah, they, they call their fan base the 12th man because there wasn't a single person that was a Seattle Seahawks fan before 2012. <laughs> when they Then when they got good, then then everybody was a Seahawks fan, you know. jeez. Oh, this is going to be a hell of a game. Have you got any other numbers the for us, Drew? <clears throat> the other numbers that stands out to me is we're now the fifth best rushing team in the league. I don't know if that – so it's – Fifth best rushing team going against the third best defensive team against the rush. Uh, really, the only other thing that stands out is uh, Seahawks passing offense is third, and our passing defense is 29th. Holy shit. <laughs> that is kind of frightening. What's our um, passing offense? Our okay. passing offense is 28th, what? only 207 yards a game. Damn. What's their defense? Their pass defense mm-hmm. is last, last, isn't it? Last. Yeah. It's last. They give up over 400 yard, 401 yards average a game through the air. Well, so we if talk- Cousins can't, can't go off this week, he can't, he can't do it. We talked last week, and that's, I was getting to that, that, you know, last week the Texans' run defense was so bad, you know, the obvious course of action was to run Dalvin Cook, and we did, and it was successful. Well, with the pass defense being so bad, this week, the obvious attack is on, you know, via the pass game. The question sure. is, mm-hmm. will Kirk step up? Will he continue in God mode in October? Or will he revert to bad Kirk? Well, we haven't seen God mode yet. I mean, I don't necessarily necessarily consider 260 yards and, a, and one touchdown <laughs> God mode. But Well, no, inter- uh, no, no, no interceptions, but... But, but uh, last it's pretty October, sad when we considered no uh, no turnovers being a god. <laughs> well, when was you remember he god last god October, mode? Michigan State. When was he in god mode? Tell me. Last when. October, when he went into god mode, and we ran off four straights. And he Look was playing two. out of his mind. The Raiders, the Giants, the, Jets. the Lions. Hey, if it works, it works. The Jets, I think, was the other one. And oh, speaking of some bad teams, we've already got. The head coach for the Texans fired. How many more head coaches can the Vikings get fired this season? Well, I think there's probably, there's probably a good chance of next week. They might get their own fired. That's <laughs> possible. Uh, we, don't, we don't play the Jets, so Adam Gase is We have uh, Atlanta. Terrible. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a real chance that – 
Dan Quinn might not even make the game next week. I'm not sure when uh, Atlanta's bye week is, but unless they make a drastic turnaround here this week and next, I don't know that I see him surviving past their bye. Uh, There's also Detroit, possibly Chicago. No, Chicago's not firing their coach. No, I think I think they'll cl- try to clean up their quarterback mess next year. And okay, well, they yeah, did start Nagy, out three and one. But. Maggie's still got some rope left there. Yeah, I, think I mean they're, they're three and one, but they're the, a bad three and one. The Lions got to the end of the year. I think everybody might be safe except Gase. I think he's kind of walking on uh, walking on thin ice. But you know what? The Vikings have a chance to again to beat a quality opponent instead of just beating King of the Dipshits and beating the crappy teams. Uh, this game is huge. I don't feel good about it, but I think it does come down to Dalvin Cook, believe it or not, even though Kirk, Kirk Cousins has to make a showing. If Cook can rush for 100 yards, that's something none of us expect, so that only right. can up our chances. Mm-hmm. But they shut Cook, they shut him down for 29 yards last year. So they know Carroll's getting them ready right now. Stack the box and stop him and let that quarterback try to beat you. Uh, right. It's just going to be tough on the defensive end, or the defensive side of the ball, because we don't have a lot of, oh, man, we just get our defensive stats. I'm not even going to read them. I'm too embarrassed. I mean, they're, they're bad. 29th overall. We give up 420. We give up 426 a game. They give up 477. So we're talking 900 yards of this game. We could right. see. And, that, and we probably could very easily see that because, I mean, well, we know Wilson's going to put up numbers at all, and yeah. if Kirk can put up numbers, it could get really. It, it, we could be looking at like that game we had against the Rams a couple of years ago, where it was what, like thirty or forty something to thirty-eight or something like that, whatever yeah. it was. Well, and their I, I, offensive line isn't real good either, so there's a chance. No, they've actually for, give, they've actually given up more sacks than we have, like yeah. one more. And, we, yeah, they they've given up. They've allowed eleven. We've allowed ten. But there's chances that more pressures. Uh, Odenabo keeps looking better. He's getting more and more pressures. He hasn't got home yet with the sacks, but he is getting more and more pressures. Anakwe, um, and Gakwe is, you know, he gets his one or two sacks. Hopefully he doesn't slow his motor at any point in time. I saw that a little bit last week and went, what the heck? Um, and hopefully, well, and guys DJ, on the interior, DJ Wanham got his first. Wanham sack got his first sack. sack. This game almost feels like we got to be plus two or plus three on the turnover line, to right? Win. And that's yeah. hard so far this year. We, we need of, we need to get a a play like we had last week where Mike Boone knocked their uh, punt returner into next Tuesday, <laughs> that was and, and and got that uh, that fumble that Chisnick recovered. Yeah, and that, well, and that it, got them. The, I should probably add to that. It's probably not just a turnover ratio. Sure, you'd like to win that, but if you get a turnover and do nothing with it, what the good is the turnover? That's a very, very valid point. Yes. So uh, let me let me add on to that. Get the turnover and then and apply score it to points. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't, you have to get at least three, but you should be getting seven when you get a turnover. Mm-hmm. But Booty yeah. won the NFC. Special Teams Player of the Week, they, partly because of that hit. That was sweet. 
and that hit was more brutal than the one that Harrison Smith got ejected for. It was that's the way the rules so, are written. So I'm, they're la- they're last in offense and they're four and zero and in first place, and we get the special teams player of the week. Small victories, Drew. Small victories. <laughs> patience, patience, my ah! friend. Patience. <laughs> hey, ah. if perchance the Vikings pull this one out, and then when next yeah. the following week, we're back in it. <laughs> you know, we're already beyond the tank for Trevor mode. Oh, I love me some David Stefano. I yeah, tell but, you. We're not we're not going to make the tank for Trevor, but we can do the lose for Lance yet. Yes. So and speaking of Lance, saw this week, Rhino, you posted that he is declared for the draft this spring. He will not be playing spring football. He will go to Indianapolis if they do indeed have the combine there and perform for us all on NFL Network. That's cool. Yep. He, they, we had our one game that we get this fall. We had that last weekend. And I mean, it, it was, there was some definite rust. You could tell that. And I'm, I don't know if he was a little bit overhyped because, you know, he had 25 NFL scouts there watching the game and all this other stuff. But the, the first half, he didn't look real great. He was airmailing a lot of throws and stuff like that. And through his first interception in a year, in his collegiate career, but uh, second half, he calmed down quite a bit. I mean, he, oh. he, he, he threw for 149 yards and two touchdowns and then ran 15 times for 143 yards and two touchdowns. So We need to have a scout on the show to, to tell us how they evaluate quarterbacks when they're playing at not a, the top five you know, college competition, what the difference is of when you're comparing guys. I mean, how is that done? That that that's it, that would be interesting for me to hear how they evaluate. Yeah, you know, against the not not to take anything away from his quarterback skills because of the teams he's playing, but they're obviously not Alabama. I mean, they're not playing top quality teams like that. So, does he get a break on his evaluation? Or, well, I just happen to know a person to ask. Who is a scout? Well, fuck out. You've been holding on to us, Dave. Come on here. Well, it's J.R. Reed. He's got the oh, job yeah, yeah. with, uh, oh, I gotta remember the website. I'm bad, but he's uh, the one that does the draft sims all the time. He's one of the mm-hmm. scouts there, and I will ask him how. Do if they you're playing evaluate? in a lower division, you have to play extra, extra good to be considered a generally talent. Generally, I think. Yeah, that's it. I mean, but you know, last year Lance did that. They, I mean, first team in FCS history to go 16 and 0. You know, it threw or threw for twenty eight touchdowns and ran for fourteen more. So take all that sixteen and 0, 28 touchdowns, four, and translate that to the Big Ten, and then give me the numbers. Right. So I mean, and it could still be sixteen and zero, and what? Well, wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't have been sixteen and zero because they don't play. They're Six, not going to play sixteen games, games but in, it in could the be FBS. The, it, you don't unless you got to compare. Yeah, he's going against better defenses in the Big Ten. But is his skills that much that good that he could that's beat my those? Question. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, his de- decision making is usually pretty spot on. You know, he's he's surveys the field. He looks for every. You know, looks at all of his different reads. You know, and if it's nothing there, he's going to take off and run with it. Is he better than Wentz? Didn't Wentz go there? Didn't that yeah. Wentz just- 
Oh yeah, yeah. I he's a he's a better player than Wentz is in my is opinion. Is he better better athlete? Because Wentz Wentz isn't exactly lighting it up, but he's no scrub either. I mean, Wentz well, is a total scrub. He's he's not bad. I mean, no, but he's having a Wentz, bad year, but he's not a bad quarterback. Wentz's problem is he still you know when he was in FCS, you know he was kind of like Dave was talking about. You're at that point where you're so much better than everybody else. You feel like you're invincible. And I was listening to uh, the local guy uh, that does a noontime sports show in town here. They, he talks to one of the guys in uh, a, you know, a sportscaster or whatever from Philadelphia. He's got, he has on the show every week to talk Carson Wentz. And the guy said the same thing. You know, it's like Wentz still thinks he can do everything like he could in college. So his uh, decision-making isn't always the best when he's playing against cornerbacks and everything that are, you know, three times as good as what he saw most of the time in college or whatever, you know, he, the stuff where he tried to force it into a window this big before, you know, he has to force it into a window like this or he's going to get it picked off or. Does he have to sit a full season when he gets drafted? Lance? I, I think it would do him good too. I mean, the kid, don't, the kid has started 17 games. I got a question. I asked Ruby and she kind of just gave me the, I don't know. Look, so I'll ask you guys. Why what Miami's one and three. Why isn't Tua get playing? That's a very good question. I mean I I mean, wouldn't you play him at this point? Is, is his knee still not hundred percent? That's about the only thing I can think of. No, I heard it was medically cleared, but it's not like they're they're his hip. I mean, let's be honest, man. Hip, yeah. Miami's not gonna win the division. Put him in there. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out, see if you guys thought it was kind of weird, too. I think you yeah. should be out there. Although they gave Seattle pretty much all they could handle last week, which I was kind of surprised about. So Seattle had their letdown game last week instead of against us this week. So Hey, what's the cornerback situation for this game, David? Hughes came back, right? I mean, what, give me the three starters. Hughes is, Hughes is back. He played today. Versus, yes, I'm doing this for the game of Skull. I'm right. using your information. Uh, Hill was limited with a foot injury. You have Dantzler was healthy, um, Gladney and Gladney. If if I'm start, uh, I don't know what Zim's going to do. What um, the hell are they going to do, Dave? Think of those names you just told me covering those receivers. What the hell are the, the plan going to be? Yeah, you, you got Gladney, Hughes, um, Dantzler. Oh, Dantzler. Um, I think get it over Hill, but I may be wrong. And you've got to trust them to do the best they can, knowing that they're going to lose on, you know, one or two, three plays in the game. The but, I mean, gonna, you, look, you look at it that way, though. I mean, we've seen how – I mean, Holton Hill played better last week. I mean, the first couple weeks of the season, he was god-awful. You know, he, he was better last week. Now, you know, Hughes hasn't played real well either. So, I mean uh, – you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not overly enthusiastic about him being in there, but you know, it's. I honestly, at this point, I want to see Dantzler and Gladney starting, and the then experience factor, and then mix it in with Hughes and Hill as the the nickel and the, you know, when we have to do some swap outs. The last time Zimmer was up against a wall with the secondary was that playoff game against the Saints, and I thought he was going to get his ass handed to him. And he had a he had a game plan for Breeze, so Zimmer did it once. You got to have faith that he could do figure something out with. And you know, two years ago, Russell Wilson had seventy yards passing, so Zimmer right. had a plan for him. Yeah, 
I mean, they ran it for 6,000 yards, but Russell Wilson only got 72 yards. Right, back. but, I mean, yeah, and t- typically Zimmer's <laughs> defenses have done okay against Russell Wilson. Well, he hasn't he, completely gone nuts on us anyway. He hasn't, he, we haven't beat him yet, though. But. Right. No. He's a running quarterback, and they've usually used Anthony Barr to spy. We don't have Anthony Barr this year. And he's planned against what he does to shut down that pass. And we've had the pressure from the outside with Griffin and Hunter, which we don't have this year. So we'll see. Carroll ran it for Carroll ran it for 200 plus in 18 against us. And then he ran for 200 plus in 19. I kind of hope Carroll has the same game plan because what that let him run it because that'll eat the clock. We want to shorten the game. I don't want to get into a uh, slinging match with Russell fucking Wilson against Kirk Cousins because I don't feel good about that. Somebody, somebody, you know that that's 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 the, Johnny the, Ringo. That's Johnny Ringo against Doc Holliday right there. I mean, I don't want to. But the problem wanna, is when, when you get when you get to that point, though, then they're going to end up with you know thirty five minutes of time of possession to fifteen minutes, or you know. Well, yeah, and, and there's a key to the game, Drew, that you love. It's probably going to be the team that has the most time of possession that turns out to be victorious. I guess the better way for me to put it is, I wouldn't mind Seattle getting a touchdown if they ran nine minutes off the clock. I don't think we could give them a touchdown, 80-yard touchdowns and 70-yard touchdowns. and I, That's not the game I think the Vikings want to play. So I'm kind of hoping Seattle has some long drives because lesser the possessions in this game, the better. Uh, it's how, kind of my, how my heart feels about it. I don't think, I mean, who beats Russell Wilson in, in shootouts when teams are, team, this team scores, next team scores, this team scores. It's like. And it takes three minutes to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If they score, if they go down and eat eight minutes off the clock and get a touchdown, whatever, dude, as long as we can match it. By the way, yeah, I, he, I just want to let you know, Drew. I yeah. just shot a message to Jordan Reed from the Draft Network. That's the website, everybody. It's the best one when uh, it comes to the draft. Uh, I, I know what you're talking it. about. Now I looked at a lot of his draft write-ups. Yep. If he'll come on and talk about specifically Lance, but also about how they evaluate lesser than the, you know, the big conference. I'd love to to sit and soak that info in. I would love that. That'd be great. All right. With that, is there anything else on this game you guys want to talk about? It's Sunday night, prime time. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it. You basically have the laundry list of shit that always goes wrong for us. We're in well, prime play time. on turf instead of grass, so you don't have that. Right, but we're in Seattle for the 87th year in a row, on prime time for the 86th <laughs> year in a row. Oh, shit. Huh? That, and, uh, you know, we have cousins who historically does not show up for these kind of games. You know, the, he's done it once or twice in the entire three years he's been here. You know, we've got... The third rank rush defense on their on their end, try you know, and the running game is our strongest suit. I mean, I you know, it when you when you start looking at it objectively like that, it doesn't bode well for us. But you know, but it's twenty twenty, and anything can go sideways in twenty twenty. 
Yeah, maybe or if Russell Wilson gets COVID before Sunday night, maybe we have oh, a chance. Oh, but. no, no, no. Channeling, channeling. Uh, uh, I'm not. Disclaimer, I'm not wishing COVID on anybody, so. Uh, channeling a little Ted Glover here, I'll say, listen. Gentlemen, <laughs> we're playing a winning team. We're playing on the road. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in these games. I see Seattle scored 40 points. I don't think we're going to win this game. I may be channeling Ted, but that's exactly how I feel. I don't feel good about this game, and that's not because I'm not a fan. I'm just uh, going by what I've seen in the past. That's all we can really go by. I mean, last year we lost 37-30. to 30. It didn't seem that close, and we had a pick six. I can't remember who got it, but somebody somebody had a pick six on Russell Wilson. Well, the present uh, line is... Linebacker, one of the linebackers. That's one of the linebackers, yeah. yeah. Was, was it Wilson? I think Maybe it was who's Wilson. had a decent yeah. season so far. The present line is seven, seven and a half. I've seen it as high as ten. Pretty low right now. I'd say for the ten. Yeah, ten is probably at ten. If one of the major books were doing it, I'd be considered putting money down on ten. Two um, days ago, I had I had forty three twenty four Seattle, and I crunched some more numbers today, and I'm at thirty eight twenty seven Seattle. So I can only go with what my numbers spit out. So that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of feeling something in the same, you know, in that 42, you know, 42, 45 to 30, somewhere in there, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a shootout. I think we're both going to score over 30, but I just don't feel good about our chances of stopping Wilson. I don't. <laughs> That's totally reasonable. That's reasonable. See, we need Reggie on here to tell us the Vikings are going to win 58 to 3. That's what we need. And then Reggie to pull out the barbecue ribs that he's been smoking all day long. Oh, my. You wouldn't believe how that makes my mouth water. Anyways, with that, any last words there, Rhino? Um, I mean, I kind of summed it up. You know, I've been saying it all, you know, the first couple, three weeks after we got embarrassed out in the field, you know, that they needed to come out and play with some fire, some pride, and you know, act like professionals. They did that last week against Houston. Whether it was, you know, Houston's just a god-awful dumpster fire of a team or not, but, I mean, the team showed fire. More guys showed up to play. I mean, you know, you had Adam Thielen doing his uh, white guy dad interpretation (laughs) of of Justin Jefferson's dance on the sidelines there after he scored the touchdown. So, I mean, they they were having some fun. They were playing. They were, you know... They were coming together, and they were they were having they had look like they had a little pride in their game, and that's what I've been asking for all season. You know, if we can build on that, the def, the you know the the defense is starting to come along a little bit. Like I said, Gladney is looking pretty decent. You know, I guess more than the you know like I said like I said, said a few minutes ago, I don't expect to win here, but if if we can sh- at least show improvement again in other areas and be competitive in this game. I mean, you know, you guys know my thought about moral victories. You know, there, there's no such thing as a freaking moral victory. Those are for losers. But, you know, if we can take some positives out of this game and, and you know, look like we belong, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'll i be satisfied this week. You know, just, like I said, keep showing improvement. and about, I mean, about all I can say, I guess. Drew? Oh, the Vikings need to come out 
and become unchained. They need to have some might as well jump in their step. They might as well go, whoa, 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 Russell's crying. And they certainly have to start running with the devil to win this one. Absolutely. Go Vikings. Go Skull. Eddie Van Halen, you fucking rock. I'm going to miss you. And good show, you guys. Yep. Hey, and everybody, remember, this is your pregame show, the first one of the weekend. Enjoy. Feel free to comment. We do answer them. We do look at them. And we look forward to seeing you next week. But we also look forward to seeing you live after the game for GMT. Little girl from Cherry Live. How could you be so good? <laughs> Skull, everybody. I don't want to be no after. Come on, guys. Let's win this game. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.